0: Fun. Welcome to the first ever episode of Whitlock and the Vaughn, a brand new fantasy basketball podcast presented by Fanball. We are so happy to have you with us here today, but before we get rolling, let me give you a tiny bit of background on us, the hosts, and what you can expect from this show every week. My name is Aaron Whitlock, a graduate of Michigan State University's esteemed J-School program, currently a content contributor for Fanball.com, and for about the past decade, a very frustrated Pistons fan. Sitting across from me, the man who once offered to donate his hair to the follicly challenged LeBron James in an experimental transplant surgery. John Contavious Vaughn.
1: J.K., welcome to the pod. Thank you, Aaron. Yes, as Aaron said, I'm J.K. Vaughn. I'm a uh, washed-up (laughs) 30-year-old rec league power forward (laughs) all-star, averaging a double-double with two bad ankles, mind you. I need to have double ankle braces. Uh, But I'm a rookie to the NBA content team. I'm the esteemed rookie draft class for the NBA content team. So looking forward to contributing every week in the content. And as always, jumping on with my man Aaron on this podcast Every week, Fantastic. and I'm also a Cavaliers fanatic. FYI, if you didn't get Aaron's joke from the LeBron hair, you'll you'll pick it
0: up if you <coughs> haven't already. Believe us. And behind the scenes, making sure we don't look like total jack wagons and and putting this whole thing together really is Salty Al, our producer. He uh, he will hop on the mic occasionally to offer his scalding hot NBA takes. However, uninformed they might be, they will be molten lava hot. Um. What we hope for this show to be is, is both helpful, informative, and entertaining. Um, we aim to help you succeed at daily fantasy basketball, giving you lineup advice, insight into stats and trends you might otherwise miss, but but at the same time, we're definitely not, uh, not fantasy basketball hardos, alright? Those people are the worst. Um, we're not the guys who are, are running optimized lineups, putting in thousands of lineups every night. Fanball was created uh, for the purpose of, of giving the everyman a chance to win and just having some fun with your friends, you know? Um, so we're, we're just another couple of uh, unathletic dudes who love the NBA, and uh, we want to test our knowledge against uh, some other people out there who, who share the similar interests. So with the, uh, with the intro out of the way, let's get into our first segment, a little something we like to call Swish or Brick. The NBA has uh, a plethora of storylines to offer, more than Game of Thrones, but uh, with decidedly less incest. So we'll start off the show talking about uh, what we liked and what we didn't like from the past week in the NBA. And uh, I'll lead us off with, uh, I'm going to start with my brick of the week, JK, because this is, this is something that bugged me a little bit. We got uh, we got LeBron James sitting <laughs> down with D. Wade, little interview with Rachel Nichols, very funny, very off the cuff. I love the work that Rachel Nichols does for ESPN. And so they get onto the talk of LeBron being cheap. It's well known that LeBron is is kind of a cheap athlete despite his his vast fortune, his Nike money. Uh and so they get onto the topic of of Pandora. He says he's he's not paying for Pandora. He still gets the ads on Pandora. He he refuses to pay for it. he's not buying any apps. That's my brick of the week. You that guy's worth a billion dollars. Pay up. Get a Spotify account, LeBron. At least at least, just try and d- jimmy it like the rest of us and get a student account, even though you're 10 years out of college. Pay $5 a month. Don't have to worry about the ads. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Nike. I don't... That's, that's that's fake fake humility by LeBron. He's trying to be all that. Like, Look at me. I'm a man of the people. I don't have to...
1: Dude, come on. Nike's paying him a billion dollars. He's got a lifetime contract worth a billion dollars. Yes. So I think he'd be able to pay up for a Pandora app.
0: I, I think... Uh, you can't tell... Like, I... The Pandora, the worst. Just, this is a guy who's getting Kendrick Lamar albums before the rest of the general population. You're telling, <laughs> telling me you can't pony up $7 a month to not have to listen. To, come on, LeBron. Come on, man.
1: On a side note there, I saw uh, Iman Shumpert, a uh, player for the Cavaliers, side-tweeted, said, yes, LeBron, not buying the Pandora app with no ads is very annoying because every time we're in the gym, Every second or third song, there's an ad that interrupts the gym session. It, and I believe them. I was just Can watching. You believe it? that? Being in a gym, you're pumping the music all of a sudden. It's like, yeah. Febreze's is new uh, new flavor is out. It's <laughs> Bora Bora. Yeah, it's Bora Bora. Get it now while it's on the shelf. It's like, are you kidding me? You work it out, and you get interrupted by a LeBron. Febreze is commercial. giving out
0: Beats as gifts to his entire team, and you can't pony up Can a couple bucks for Pandora. Come on, LeBron. And I watched Train Luck. It's funny that, that I believe him. You know, it's his real life. I was watching Train Luck or Train Wreck, excuse me, the other night, and you know, there's quite a few jokes at his expense about how cheap he is, and he's splitting the bill with Bill Hader. Uh, yeah. but that one that one irks me uh, that one gets under my skin a little bit
1: i actually went to the theaters and saw that movie gave it five stars. fun fact five stars surprised that lebron didn't get uh, nominated for an <laughs> academy supporting of, actor. actor supporting actor i thought he should have snub snub of the year
0: <laughs> all right i'll let you take your pick you want to go swish or brick from here
1: all you uh i will go i'll go brick um i'll go a little bit more basketball uh, CJ McCollum is suspended for the Blazers' opening night Wednesday against the Suns. Uh, he walked out onto the court. I'm sorry, no, no, he got he's suspended for his Wednesday game against the Suns. Okay. Alex Len and Caleb Swanigan got into a little tussle in a preseason game right underneath the hoop, in front of the Blazers' bench. McCollum took uh, six, seven steps onto the court. Coach grabbed him. He didn't attempt to throw any punches. He didn't attempt to do anything harmful. The NBA has that rule where he was on the bench the preseason. It was just like the third and fourth quarter of the preseason game, so he's on the bench resting. NBA has a rule where if you come on the bench in a skirmish, you're going to get fined and penalized. I disagreed with the NBA's ruling here. It was right in front of the bench. He took six steps out. He didn't make a move to anyone, to any player. He walked out onto the court. Someone grabbed him. Pulled him back. He went. He moved off the court. Very ticky-tack suspension here. Very, very ticky-tack. And the NBA doesn't have a big history of dropping these suspensions like this. Like you'd have to go back a long ways to find someone where I mean, suspensions are happening only because guys are throwing punches or guys are grabbing dudes off the bench. He literally took six and seven steps onto the court. Someone grabbed him. He got suspended. I disagree with the NBA's ruling, but I also kind of see McCollum can't do that. It's a bad it's a bad all the way around. That's that's why it's my brick. It's you bad need- on the NBA for suspending him, but McCollum's got to be smarter. It's a preseason game between Alex Lynn and Caleb Swanigan. it wasn't really that big of a scrum. They just grabbed arms and shoved each other and that was it. He shouldn't have walked down the court. It wasn't anything big. It wasn't worth walking on the court and get suspended for. I thought it was ticky tack on the NBA, but also so McCollum's got to be smarter than that. So that's my brick on bad both the NBA and McCollum for for making a bonehead move by walking on the court. He needs he a sideline moves. guy. Yeah. He needs the Clemson sideline
0: guy. That's about to be the next big coordinator position in sports. That guy who just grabs you by the waist. Oh he'll me back. No, he'll be back. like the,
1: the towel guys on the NBA bench <laughs> now. Yeah, those kids will now be towel guys slash grabbing slash players. Slash, hold me back, you know, guys. With, yeah. hold me back. Hold me back. Yeah, no, I don't like. I. I Where's the you. strength and conditioning coach for the NBA? So you gotta get those buff guys, you know, with the the polo shirts on, and guns blazing <laughs> out. Grab those guys. Yeah. So that's my brick of the week. Uh, C.J. McCollum will miss the Wednesday. They Portland plays Wednesday night. He'll mess that opener, which is a shame because he had one of his best se- uh, years last year. So that's they'll a, be a big loss for them to open yeah, the season. They'll be short-handed.
0: All right, my swish of the uh, swish of the week is is Roger Federer and uh, Clay Thompson having a little back and forth <laughs> on Twitter uh, regarding ping pong, which is a a fantastic sport because everybody kind of thinks they're good at ping pong. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I used to play a little bit. I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty okay. But then the moment you play, and then whoever loses, it's just like, no, this sport is dumb. This is dumb. It's not a sport. This is just a game. No, nobody really cares about this. But they had a fun little little back and forth about uh, their game. I'd, I'd like to actually see them play. Uh, granted, they're, they're two very fed, maybe the greatest tennis player of all time, Clay, great shooter. Two just boring dudes. That's like... Mayonnaise versus light Miracle Whip. I, I don't know. Uh, this guy's just very little personality there. I, I love Fed Peace, so We'll have to watch him. Oh, but Fed's the man. He's the man, but he's dull, man. He's, I mean,
1: give me <laughs> I mean, a little, little, little controversy, Fed. Give me something. Oh, he's too good. No, he's too, he's too image. You're right. He is too image prone. He doesn't want to ruin his image or anything. Right. He's very... Image conscious, if you will. He, yes, ex- that's exactly. I right. love Fed, but uh, and didn't they? So this was in China, right? Because Clay had Clay Shoe Company is a, um, Anta in China, and Fed the W uh, the ATP's out in China now too during their sport. correct. So that's how they bumped into each other, and yep. that's how it got started. Yep, that's kind of unique, I guess.
0: Yeah, it was kind of again uh, NBA Twitter, one of the uh, the more fun realms of all the sports oh. worlds. The most entertaining, in my opinion. Oh, no, believe us. We'll, we'll be getting into it more later. All right, JK, on to your, uh, your Swish of the Week.
1: Uh, my Swish of the Week, it's fall, mid-fall. Today's the 16th, 17th, so... Costume season. Costume season is upon us. Now, I, being a Cavs fan, I know LeBron James loves Halloween. LeBron and his wife, Savannah, have a great... Halloween party that they post on Snapchat, and I follow that, yeah, that one religiously. The, that one with the 3-1 cookies really worked out well for us. <laughs> <So. laughs> but the, no, the costume of the year went to Kevin Love and his girlfriend there was Dumb and Dumber in the blue suits and the orange suits, <laughs> That's the full tuxes. That That's was amazing. Good. But so far, this is the costume of the year for the NBA. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Nick Collison reenacted the movie White Man Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson. Uh the costume from the, the movie promo is them kneeling down at like a uh, at like a pillar and they have this like deep DD's tank deep V tank top Woody Harrelson's got like some goofy hat button down Westbrook's got the deep deep V Collison's got like the, the flout, floral button down he's got the wavy hat we've got it's it up on the Twitter page right yeah. now to take we've a got look at it up at. on the Twitter page Royce Young tweeted it he's the beat writer NBA writer for ESPN.com so, uh, Westbrook and Collison did a reenactment of White Man Can't Jump. Uh, this is so far taking the cake. This is going to be tough to beat for NBA Halloween costumes. Oh,
0: it's, it's an all-timer. How happy was Nick Collison to get that call-up from Russell Westbrook oh, to be yeah. part
1: of this? Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, are you kidding me? And that's one of the great movies of all time. I mean... Oh, one of the great... I mean, bas- basketball I mean, sorry, movies sorry, for great sure. Great basketball movies of all time. Absolutely. Yes. Top I mean, three. I would say, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, Woody Harrelson trying to find wesley snipes those two i mean that's a classic well th- does this movie get remade though i think i feel like oh little, yeah within the next somebody 5 10 15 it, yeah. years absolutely it won't it's be only a matter as good. of time won't be as good but someone will someone will do it somebody will do it
0: all right let's that's get into uh Sorry. let's get into the meat and potatoes let's get into some fantasy uh, a little segment we like to call studs and duds we'll take one player from uh, each day's games from each day of the week. <laughs> Uh, somebody we really like to exceed their value, somebody we think is going to bust out on you. Um, So this is a good chance for us to introduce some of the the scoring differences that set fanball apart in basketball. So for starters, turnovers don't matter. James Harden, you can thank us later. Russell Westbrook, thank us later. You can have as many turnovers as you want, no negative points. All right, I'm not here to... uh, endorse it or or say anything otherwise but that's that's where we're at and then uh we also have double double and triple double point uh bonuses so double double two extra points triple double six extra points we had a huge year for triple doubles last year obviously i think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit but that's it's a solid amount of points they don't stack um so if your player does reach a triple double it's just six not eight points but worth uh worth noting. And then the other thing, it's pretty common knowledge, I think, amongst daily players. But just to give you a little bit of a tidbit of knowledge, you're looking for players whose value is five and a half times greater than whatever their salary is. So let's say bronze checking in at uh, $10,200 on the opening night. All you got to do is take 10.2, multiply it by five and a half, gives you 56.1 that's the amount of fantasy points you're looking for from LeBron James. So it gives you an idea of how many points he needs to score to give you good value on any given night. Um, so with our math lesson out of the way, uh, let's go to
1: JK for, for Tuesday's stud and dud. Tuesday's stud and dud. Uh, only two games on the docket, uh, Cavs and Celtics at Cavaliers. Obviously big game. Kyrie being traded from Cleveland to Boston. And uh, Houston and Golden State are playing uh, versus each other. My stud is going to be Gordon Hayward against the Cavs at seven thousand five hundred dollars on fanball. The Cavs last season averaged giving up forty-eight fantasy points to for small forwards. That was second worst in the league, Oof. only trailing the Brooklyn Nets. Oof. Now, again, remember Hayward last season played with the Jazz, and two contests against the Jazz, he had forty-six point two five fantasy points. That was in Utah, where the Cavs usually struggle, and twenty-seven point two five points at home in Cleveland. Uh, I. I like him here with this price. It's not overwhelming price. No. And given LeBron's injury status, it's it's up in the air. I initially had thoughts that he was not going to play. J.R. Smith came out today with an interview with cleveland.com, said that he was going to play no matter what. Mm. I strongly A couple of days ago, I strongly felt that he wasn't going to play, but it sounds like maybe he will, but he may not be 100%. It's up in the air. Minute restrictions either way. Hayward's had success against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the past. Tag that along with their deficiencies against guarding the small forward position. The fact that LeBron's questionable with the ankle injury. I like I like Hayward Tuesday at this price.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. And and like you said, a very small lineup. Uh the seventy five hundred looks looks pretty insignificant compared to some of the high end your hardens, uh Chris Paul, LeBron, Durant. 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 Uh, it's somewhat affordable, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go on.
1: Who, who do you got? Uh, you on my bust yep. for Tuesday? Okay, my bust was Steph Curry versus the Rockets. and yeah, I mean, he's going to have a good game. There's no doubt about it, but the price is 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 it's too, too rich for my blood. It's, it's too, too rich for my blood. 9600 He's the fourth most expensive player out of all the positions on Tuesday night. In order for him to be valued at this price, he'll, he'll need to get at least 52.8, 52.8 fantasy points. And I I kind of did some digging in. I looked at his games against the Clippers only because you know Chris Paul is, is the starting point guard for the Houston Rockets now, so he'll be go, he'll be tagged with the guarding Curry. Yep. Uh, in four contests, Curry exceeded fifty uh, against the. In four contests against the Clippers, Curry exceeded fifty two point eight fantasy points. Three times. The only time he didn't was the only game that Paul played in. Oh. Against the Warriors. Paul obviously missed a bunch of time last year with the Thunberger for the three games. So I like Paul to give Curry some trouble in this matchup. I don't think Curry hits that value of 52.8. He's going to have, he's, you know, he's probably, he's going to have his threes. He's going to have his assist. They've got so many other options in that offense, though. They don't need him to do that when he's got a tough defensive assignment. I think, and I think, I actually think Clay's going to have a big game against Harden, whose defense is relatively weak. Yep. But I just don't like Curry at this price. It's just too high for me. There's, you know, uh Kyrie Irving's a little bit better value there Rose if you really want to go for point cards but I'd stay away from Curry here on Tuesday night the price is too rich for my blood
0: all right moving right along to Wednesday my stud's going to be Kemba Walker going against my very own Detroit Pistons he killed the Pistons last year absolutely just murdered them in cold blood averaged 42 fantasy points against the Pistons last year didn't score fewer than 35 in any matchup Uh, Reggie Jackson, even before, uh, his injury last season was a minus defender and, and he was even worse after coming back from that injury. Stan Van says he's fully healthy and ready to go, but I I don't think he stands a chance against Kemba really. And, and Andre Drummond is, he doesn't offer much in the way of rim protection at all. Unfortunately. Um, I I don't think unless Kemba comes in higher than 8,000, the prices aren't out yet. I, I I think he's going to offer a fantastic value against Detroit. And for my bust, I'm going to go Kyrie Irving against Milwaukee. Um, it's early in the year. Everybody's gassed up, I know, but it's it's going to be the second half of a back-to-back, which are tough, and and Kyrie averaged uh, close to five fewer fantasy points per game in, in the second half of back-to-backs last season. Um, and making matters worse is the fact that Milwaukee is a team that allowed the second fewest points to point guards last season. Now, Kyrie did have some success against Milwaukee last year, but I think the fact that it's a back to back you got to you got to go against a very tough defensive Milwaukee team i think he won't he won't hit uh, he won't hit his value it would be wouldn't surprise me to see him bump up to 9000 after playing cleveland uh yeah. pretty weak defensive matchup i think he'll light it up in the opener and be a little flat no pun intended
1: <laughs> in the uh in that back to back game there it sounded like the Kemba Walker one. You've had nightmares about him tearing up. The oh pistons. God, I see, I see it in my dreams. The way you spoke on it was, was, oh. was almost frightening. Every as a Piston, every I, Pistons, every time I,
0: you know, Charlotte, it's like you know they're going to be right around five hundred. They're going to fight for a seven or eight seed every year. But God, they just they kind of own the Pistons. I it's. It's, uh, we got the wrong UConn guy. That's the problem, right? <laughs> Kimball Walker, U- UConn star. We got Andre Drummond who can't figure out how to hit a friggin' free throw. Uh,
1: and that Wednesday game, I saw Kid Gilchrist is out with personal. Yeah, He's been around the team I, for like a week. I haven't no heard one's saying with the, what's going on exactly. With it. It. It's just they're saying personal reasons, just a little bit high. bizarre. Yeah, so. we'll we'll have it if uh, if it starts to break. But yeah, nothing yet. Uh, all right, I have Thursday's schedule. Only three games on that schedule as well. Uh, my stud, I know Aaron does not does not like this guy, Blake Griffin. <laughs> Aaron's not a fan. Griffin enters Thursday night. They play the Crosstown, if you will, uh, LA Clippers. I'm sorry, they play the LA Lakers. Uh, this is a juicy matchup for Griffin. Wow, battle for LA to start the year. Exactly, okay. yeah. I like it. At Staples Center. The Lakers were the worst defending team against power forwards last season fantasy-wise. Add that on with... We don't know who's starting about Fordville the Lakers. Julius <laughs> Randle was supposed to start. Kyle Kuzma had a great, great summer league and preseason. Yep. They're talking about maybe inserting Kuzma, having Randle come off the bench. It's TBD at this point. I checked it later. This, or I checked earlier this afternoon. It's TBD. So add with Griffin going against a young Lakers team. You don't know who's going to play. Against, and even with the power forwards they had last year, Randall and Nance, they gave up the most fantasy points. So, I like Griffin in this matchup. I know he missed a few games against them last year, but in an April game against the Lakers last year when he was healthy, when Griffin was healthy, he had 55.5 fantasy points against the Ooh. Lakers. Wow. With Paul out of the picture now in L.A., I expect Griffin to be a focal point in the offense moving forward here. I I think he gets a ton of chances to score against a Lakers team that just didn't defend well against the power forward last year. He's stepping
0: out and shooting some threes in the preseason. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're trying to help, uh, have him stretch the floor a little bit more. They're he- passing
1: the ball more. There's just better ball movement in the preseason. It seemed like they really had some things clicking.
0: Yeah, when he's healthy, he's... He's a fantastic player. I yeah. and, and to start the season, there's no reason not to target him in your lineup because you don't know if he's going to be around later in the year. I like that pick. Exactly.
1: And then my dud is going to be Kyle Lowry. Uh, my guess is he's going to be the second most expensive point guard on Thursday. Westbrook ahead of him. Yep. They're hosting the Bulls. Uh, I just the Bulls are a disaster. Chris Dunn's out, the dislocated thumb, so he's going up against Jaron Grant. Yeah, let's I get know that's the, a juicy matchup, but this game's going to get out, fire GIF. Yeah, this is <laughs> this game's going to get out of hand quick. And Kyle Lowry's already admitted that they're going to cut his minutes this year. I think in the second half, they turn it over to DeLon Wright, who's the backup point guard in Toronto. I think he sits most of the second half in this blowout of a game. He's he's going to have some points, but I just don't think he plays the whole game. He's probably not going to be worth the price. That's my dad, Kyle Lowry, Thursday night against Chicago.
0: Yeah, you got to factor in the price. Moving right along to Friday, uh, starting with my stud, I've got Joel Embiid against the Celtics. It's going to be the Celtics' third game in four nights, um, and, and they just don't have anybody who can match up with Embiid inside. Uh, Aaron Baines, if he's healthy, he's iffy to uh, to make the opener. He might mm-hmm. be available by then, but even still, uh, they're going to have a hard time containing him inside. Uh Embiid put up 39 fantasy points in just 26 minutes in his only game against them last season. Should be off the minutes restriction. Should be ready to just tear them a new one. And uh, I just don't see... Philly's going to feed Embiid the ball. And you've seen what he's done in the preseason so far. He's just beasting. I I don't think Boston stands much of a chance of slowing him down. He's going to be one of the higher-priced players, but I think you just pay up for him uh, against the Celtics. And then my bust going with another big man. He'll be another guy right at the top of the uh, the salary chart is Carl Anthony Towns against the Jazz. I'm a big fan of a uh, of big cat, uh, but he's going to have to deal with the French rejection, Stifle Tower, oh, yeah. Rudy Gobert. He's abused. Uh, and he's a big part of the reason why the Jazz were the seventh uh, allowed the seventh fewest fantasy points to centers last season, uh, and held uh, held Towns uh, a little bit below his season average last year in in their games against Utah. Um, and then you, you've also got the, just the additions to that offense, Jimmy Butler's there, Jeff Teague's there. You don't need to force it inside Towns as much when he's having to deal with such a tough defensive matchup. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't think he'll have a terrible night. Carl uh, Anthony Towns is hard to contain, but I don't think he'll hit what will be maybe the highest value of the night or excuse me, highest price of the night. I don't think he'll hit his value.
1: All right, take us into the weekend. Okay, so I'm taking you into the weekend here. Uh I like Eric Bledsoe. Uh plays the Clippers on Saturday. And I think that the Clippers, they were stingy against the point guard last year. But I like them. They're, you know, Patrick Beverly, I think, is gonna end up playing the two spot. Milos Teodosic is coming in, playing for them. I like Bledsoe here. There's a bunch of point guards playing Saturday. CP3, Curry, Damian, Lowry, Conley. I feel like he's going to be in that you know kind of in-between price. If you want to go a little bit on the cheaper side, uh, definitely yeah, save a little money. There. Save a little money. Save a little money. Go with him. Uh, he fared well against the uh, Lake, uh, Clippers last year. And I think I like him to have a big... Nice, nice little night with with all that young talent around him there, uh, on Saturday against the Clippers. It's at the ro- it's on the road, but I still like Bledsoe. He's going to be a favorable price. You can you can splurge elsewhere, in other positions if you go with Bledsoe on Saturday. My dud is going to be Lill- uh, Damian Lillard against the Milwaukee Bucks. I think you touched on it earlier with Kyrie. They're tough they were very the stingy against point guards last season. I think that has to do with Jason Kidd as their coach. They're well, so lengthy. They're just yeah. so damn lengthy. Yeah, and uh, Lillard—they're uh, coming off a of back-to-back too. They're in, they're in Indian Friday at Milwaukee on Saturday. I just you know back-to-back Milwaukee yeah, Stingy. out on the east curve. coast. Yep, exactly on the east coast. Stay away from Lillard. Uh, that's my dud on Saturday.
0: All right, closing out the week on Sunday, Funday, my stud's going to be Dennis Schroeder against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, these teams are both going to be really awful. I wouldn't watch this game if you paid me. Um, but, <laughs> but the Nets are one of the worst teams in the league at defending guards last season. Uh, they allowed over 50 fantasy points a game to guards and, and Dennis Schroeder, he experienced what I'd like to call the Brooklyn bump. And, uh, I wouldn't go around telling people, Hey, I got the Brooklyn bump on Sunday. Cause people are going to look at you a little funny, wondering what you're up to, <laughs> why you're <laughs> sniffing so much, uh, it's not really a trademarkable phrase, the Brooklyn. Well, maybe it is Brooklyn Bum. Think about it. T-shirts, maybe. Uh but Schroeder averaged forty-one fantasy points against Brooklyn last season, tore him up. Uh I don't think he had fewer than thirty-five fantasy points against the next last Nets last year, so very high floor. Uh very uh low no, no, excuse me. I'm I'm screwing up my language there, but Uh, My bust is going to be Andrew Wiggins against OKC. Um, Wiggins is streaky to begin with, um, but he's probably going to draw coverage from Paul George, one of the league's best defenders. And as I touched on when talking about Carl Anthony Towns, he's playing in an offense that has more options than ever now. Um, You don't need to force the ball to Wiggins now in this offense. Jimmy Butler arguably does everything that Wiggins does better. Um, And if they do indeed slot Paul George onto Wiggins then I think he ends up having a bit of a rough night. And and his pricing is probably not going to come in below 7000 yeah. So I take a pass on Wiggins there. So now that we've got the week wrapped up, you've got our recommendations, you can take those into the week. We're going to do our own little competition here. Now, uh, fantasy regulations say that we can't go lineup for lineup, not on the air, at least against each other. So we're going to do a little thing we like to call three-for-three. Three. So we're going to pare down the salary cap to 18,300. So, a, a third of your uh your lineup, a third of the cost. Take three players each, a guard, a forward, and a center, and these players will be in our lineup for the week. So, every game that they play will tally their points. Whoever comes out on top from Tuesday to Sunday will be the winner of uh the week. We've got to decide on a bet yet I know here. we haven't come up. We with got that some yet. some stakes. Uh I've got a couple thoughts. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll we'll let's get into our lineups first, okay. and then we'll decide on what uh, what punishment you're gonna have to deal with come uh, come next Monday. <laughs> All right,
1: you All want right. me to go first? You go first. Uh, you, you go ahead and start us All off. Right. I'll go. My guard starting guard is gonna be Derek Rose playing playing a homer here. Uh, right now he's at six thousand three hundred. He goes against the Celtics on opening night. That's a juicy matchup with Kyrie, whose defense is a little eh. Uh, Milwaukee they're tough against the point guards, but. At that price, I think I like him in Orlando. Again, they're they're so-so on the point guards. I like him there again. Three games in week one at a very, very uh fair price at six thousand three hundred dollars. That's my guard is Derek Rose. All
0: right, at the guard position, I'm gonna pay up. This is my big dollar guy here. I'm gonna take Chris Paul. Um I, I love his slate this week. Golden State, Sacramento, and Dallas. Three fantastic matchups. Am I a little concerned about how the the Harden CP three dynamic is going to go? Yes, but I think Harden rack or excuse me, Chris Paul racks up plenty of assists. I think his point uh, floor is stable, and uh, I'm willing to to pay the eight thousand to take him for the week. And I'll I'll go right along here. Okay. I'm gonna my forward. This is where I had to go bargain bin. <laughs> you have to go bargain bin somewhere. That's yeah. uh, This is even pairing it down. You see that you have to, to cut some corners somewhere. So I'm gonna take a chance on Nick Young. Swaggy, Swaggy P. P. I like the fit in Golden State. It's there's very much a question of how many minutes are going to be, be available. He just scored 15 last night uh in preseason action. Obviously, not a great indicator. Just the minutes are going to be different, but um the one thing I don't like about here is he's got Memphis to end the week. I would definitely avoid that game if you're looking at the daily slate, but Against Houston and New Orleans, I think those are great matchups for him, and I'm hoping at 3,400 he doesn't have to uh, to hit a very high amount of points to justify to justify his cost. I'm hoping he can just be a punt basically at the position for me.
1: So my forward, I again went with a bargain position as well. I'm going to go a little rookie action here. Jason Tatum in the starting the lineup, Boston Celtics with the starting lineup. Marcus Morris for the Celtics is out for at least a week, so Tatum will be inserted into the starting lineup. Fanball has him right now. We have him at $4,600. He plays Cleveland. He plays Milwaukee, and he plays Philadelphia. Uh, Cleveland's actually given up a bunch of points to the small forward position now. So he's a hybrid small forward, power forward. So maybe you see some action there. I know Crowder's going to be playing the four spots, so I'm not sure if he's going to guard Tatum or guard somebody else. Maybe he guards Hayward. You don't know how that matchup's going to play out, but I like Tatum at this price. I think he's going to have a big week in week one. He's going to want to show Celtics and their fans that they made the right move by trading down to that three spot.
0: Okay. And how are you
1: wrapping it up at center? Center was slim pickets. It's tough. Oh God, it's tough. Uh, I went with uh, Al Horford Celtics. Again, I'm going back to the Celtics, even though despise the Celtics, (laughs) Uh, $7,200. He's at the center position. Uh, He's got Cleveland, Milwaukee, Philadelphia. Uh, I like him. I mean, he's, you know, He's gonna have his rebounds. He's gonna have his points. You can't do any worse than Al Horford. I think he'll. I think him and uh, Kyrie could be could be an interesting little pick and roll combo at the top of the top of the key there. Interested to see how that plays out. So uh, I went with Horford at seven thousand two
0: hundred. Now I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I mean, the center position. Uh, I'll touch on it a little bit in my my values column tomorrow. But God, is it brutal for Tuesday? I mean, oh, it's
1: it is. Past bones.
0: past Al Horford and and the the guy that I ended up taking Clint Capella of the Houston Rockets. It's oh god, is it awful? Um, don't double up on centers. Uh, take take one of them because you have to per the uh, per the rules. But uh, oh god, is it bad? But I took Clint Capella a little bit of a savings at six thousand four hundred. Um, you saw how much James Harden was feeding the rock down to him last year. I think that only increases with Chris Paul in there. I'm hoping that that's a nice little stack. Uh, with Chris Paul and Clint Capella that I get some nice assists into points. Um, he should be getting the majority of the minutes there at center uh, ahead of Nene. And at a at a slight, you know, he's right around your average price per player at $6,400. Um, and again, matchups against Golden State, Sacramento, very young uh, young inside group there. And then Dallas really only have to deal with New Orleans Noel. I like the matchups. So that's our three for three. Uh, proposed bet ideas here. Uh some Daisy Dukes into the office. Cut off a pair of jeans. Oh, uh,
1: that would be a good one. That's, it's cold too. Why? It's, it's getting chilly. It's getting chilly. High of fifty six today. Uh, it's yeah, getting today chilly. Today was cold. Today was cold.
0: That's on the table. Uh, oldie but a goodie. The old cinnamon challenge. I've never had to take it on myself, but uh, the old tablespoon or teaspoon or whatever the heck it is of uh, of cinnamon. Okay, I've that seen would, people do I've it. It looks brittle. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing would be that, that I had in my mind was if we could get our hands on like a ghost pepper or a, uh, something, mm. something very spicy. Uh, so two kind of food related, one wardrobe related. I want to keep it a little, we've got an entire season ahead of us. Yeah, this is, so eventually get- somebody's going to lose an eyebrow. It's going to get ugly. I know this bet is going to get out of hand, but let's start small stakes. Salty Al looks like he's, he's got an idea. He's he I got an idea. Okay. What do you got? So I think we start. We start easy. How about we just make JK wear a Pistons shirt, or a jersey when that happens? Oh. Okay, okay so opposing opposing Trace race. Jersey. Okay. That's that's you know what I like that. We start small. Uh, you wear something Pistons related if uh, if I okay. hang on to this, okay. I'll do Cavs okay. to add insult to injury, he has to buy it. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> wow. We're putting money okay. on the line, on the pocket. Okay. All right, sounds good. I can do that, yeah. I All can right. do that. All right. I'm uh, I'm on board for that. All right, there you go. There's our there's our bet of the so week. So
1: loser buys the winner's so you, if I win, you buy a Cav shirt. If you win, I'm buying a, a Piston shirt. Yeah, okay, correct. Deal. Okay. I like that. Good, good stuff, Al. Good idea. Salty Al. Coming, coming in from the rafters. Uh, we're running a little low on
0: time. We want to keep this brief, but we do have to touch quickly on uh, a little segment. We like the uh, either the Twitter moment of the week or the petty, petty moment of the week. In this case, they're both the same thing. Combo. Uh, <laughs> it's just beautiful. Just playing right into our hands. Uh, over the weekend, uh, the Sixers and the Heat played mm-hmm. a little preseason game and, and afterwards the real action started on, uh, on social media, oh. Joel Embiid and Hassan Whiteside getting into it. Uh, it all started with Hassan Whiteside. He was agreeing with the fan who was pointing out that Embiid was saying, uh, he can't be guarded, uh, on the Sixers, uh, big man didn't really have that many points, um, And then uh, Joel Embiid, uh, he stepped in there. Uh, He had a couple things to say. (laughs) did he ever. I believe his quote was, Dude, they had to take your ass out, and you would have fouled out in five minutes. And we're talking about the preseason, not the regular season. Hashtag (laughs) softy.
1: Not mincing words. Uh, This was by far one of the most entertaining Twitter beefs in recent memory.
0: I can't think of one that's better in 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 recent yeah in, in the past year or so. Between two NBA between two sports uh, figures really. At least this and especially this high profile.
1: The last the last tweet he had was fantastic. Uh and Bean. Did you see the last one? The Instagram post? No, no, no. The last one was he uh, I think it was yeah, here it is. 120 1202 October 14th. Uh, my bad, y'all. I thought I was using my burner account. Oh. Hashtag the process. <laughs> There's a little shade at KD <laughs> in the process. Wow, that was outstanding. Oh, that was so funny. I was dying at that last one. The ones with him and Whiteside are back and forth. But that last one right there, he didn't tag KD, but he just called. I mean, that he, he everyone knows who he's talking about there. That's just if you had to score
0: this fight, the score this Twitter fight, who comes out on top?
1: I would say. Oh, I would. I would say. It's tough. Because then the Whiteside rallies back. It's 12 goes, rounds
0: coming to the yeah, decision.
1: Uh, Whiteside rallies back. It was 30, 31 games in three years. Hopefully I get to see you in the regular season. Because they don't play until February, right? February. They got three games in February. Okay. So they don't play each other until February, and the season kicks off tomorrow, on, on October 17th. So, yeah, there's a lot. So he actually throws a pretty big shade at Embiid, saying, will you last Yeah, will February? you even be yeah. here yet yeah, when we play? I might have to give it to Embiid, though. Just, just – uh, the, the one twos, the one the the lefts and the rights were pretty good. He's
0: he's hard to top. and then him coming with the Instagram post at the end—great way to end the preseason with a win. It's about to get real now. Thanks for all the love in Kansas. My location is extremely ass. <laughs> Which <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to call Miami extremely ass. I mean, that's. But still, I yeah. I, I just love the shade. I love the uh, love the beef. The Twitter beef. It was it was fantastic. If this is a, a prelude of things to come. We're in for a great Sign NBA season. Sign me up for February. We've got the flop of the week on our Twitter. We don't have time for it today, but take a look. Uh, take a look at Fanball underscore WATV. You can follow uh, at Fanball on Twitter as well for fair and fun daily fantasy. You can follow us individually. I'm Aaron J Whitlock on Twitter or JK underscore The Vaughn. Send us emails, questions, thoughts, concerns at WATV. At sportshubtech.com. Um, you can find our live broadcast on Twitter, where we go live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, and you can also listen to the show on fanball.com, where uh, our podcast will be posted to the content section. Um, please get at, get at us on Twitter. Let us know what you thought. Uh, loved it, hated it, indifferent. Uh, let us know what you think. We thank you so much for listening uh, for myself and JK. Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next Monday. Sayonara, folks.